Sports Station, 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Coming from Ian Rapoport is that D'Amico Ryans, <laughs> the D'Amico Ryans who yesterday the report was that he's now the top candidate in Denver. Ian Rapoport tweets 21 minutes ago. Of course, if you're listening live and not retroactively on the Stokely and Zach podcast available at denversports.com or wherever you get your podcast. It's Kyle Reese filling in for Stoke today. Stoke will be back on Monday. Rap Sheet tweets 21 minutes ago, quote, defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans has emerged as a top candidate for the Texans. He's expected to meet with Houston at some point next week after the game. There is mutual interest, and if all goes well, he could be their next head coach, end quote. It's all your fault, Zach. Why is it my fault? Hey, man, you, you talked about it, right? That's the juju you put out into the... Well, you, well, you couldn't either, man. Well, you couldn't make it up. And if you're just joining us, you, you missed this. We went into break saying, "Are the Broncos one bad tweet away from this coaching search becoming an absolute disaster?" And not sixty seconds later, not sixty seconds later, rap sheet hit send on that tweet, and we came back and we're like, "Holy crap!" Now, unless you are an eternal optimist, and they are out there, because I tweeted that this is this is becoming a disaster for this new ownership group, and just click on the replies. Uh, you can hit me up at Byesline on Twitter. Um, you can follow follow Kyle at what is it at, at Coach, Coach Reese R W E S E. Okay, so but like, go hit the replies. It's like, oh, you're overreacting. Oh, oh, you have to be negative. No, 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 no. Look at the dynamic of this. Look at what the aim was. At the outset, the aim, Kyle, was hire the, a tier one coach with experience. Hire a Jim Harbaugh. Hire a Sean Payton. If you can't get them, maybe it's Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. That ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. Uh, and, and if you love it that much, right, and if you're upset on the text line or, or wherever, on Twitter, right, do the math. Get yourself a sheet of paper and do a pros and cons list, right? If you care that much, you cared enough to tweet, go ahead and write it down. I love that. Right. And then it would be, you would have no problem weighing out the two and finding out this is a no-brainer. And I think that's what D'Amico Ryan's. He sat down with probably his wife. He sat down and probably took a long, hot shower and said the same thing that we said to ourselves. Maybe you talk to yourself, you talk your way through it, and you make your pro and con list. And he said, yeah, I'll take $37 million worth of cap space. I'll take the second-round pick, and I'll take the relative. The second overall overall pick. Second overall pick, I'm sorry. And, And I'll take the the relatively low scale of expe- I can scale my expectations, right? I can grow with the franchise. And this is scary because the ownership group, we talked a lot about this yesterday, the ownership group, and this was widely reported on. This was not speculation. It was that Greg Penner and the Walton family or Walton Penner family ownership group, the Whipfog, was aiming <laughs> for experience. They wanted experience. They were not going to hire a first-time head coach. Not only was D'Amico Ryans not a uh, a, a former coach before, but he was the least experienced of any of the uh, eight coaching candidates in the most literal sense. He has not been coaching that long. The last time the Broncos won a Super Bowl, D'Amico Ryans was still in the NFL playing. He doesn't have experience. That's where you fell yesterday, and he still might be telling you no. <laughs> so so here's the thing, right? Okay, 
Let's go ahead and take it on the chin. The news is what, 20 minutes old? Yeah, 25 okay, minutes let's, old. Let's deal with it. Let's process it a little bit. If that was the case and the ownership group didn't want to go with such a uh, a young coach or, or uh, inexperienced coach, why are we disappointed? Why are we disappointed in this news? It should be just, okay, it is what it is. This guy told us no, but the culmination of the last half decade leading up to this moment and then last year's letdown, right? It's just another gut punch. It, it, it's just, a, it, you, you might as well go with, I, I, you might as well pull a rabbit out the hat at this point because it's just one thing after another. And, and the disappointment that comes along with it, I don't even think it's the fact that it's D'Amico Ryan's. It's just the fact that somebody else told you no. Yes, you know what? I think you're spot on with that. And I really love your thought from a moment ago saying, are we sure this is the bad news that we think it is? Just because he's saying no, while it does highlight probably the status of the Broncos' job, it right. might not necessarily be bad news for the Broncos. Oh, man, key, key uh, tenor in uh, negotiations, right? Bad news early is not bad news. This is the problem. It ain't early. It's not early. It's actually the latest it's ever been. I heard Adam Schefter two days ago come on the fan says he's been doing this for 33 years. It's never gone into championship weekend yeah. with openings that are still vacant like like Denver's. So um, I like that thought. Just because the Broncos don't get their first choice or their second choice or maybe their third or fourth (laughs) choice doesn't mean that the next hire won't be the right guy. But there is something seriously to be said about a new ownership group with the deepest pockets in the league and the expectations coming into the search and how much a departure we are currently at from those expectations about two weeks ago. Money can't buy you love, brother. And there is zero love for the Denver Broncos job right now. We talked about, is it possible that the next head coach hasn't even been interviewed yet? Maybe. That's that's not crazy from where we're at with I this think news. It, I think it actually better be the case. Because so far they've interviewed Caldwell, Everell, Harbaugh, Morris, Peyton, Quinn, Ryans, and Shaw. Of the guys that have told them no, and who's still out there, knowing what you'd have to give up for Peyton, Harbaugh's told you no, Quinn's told you no, you, you, you're down to Shaw, Morris, Evero, and Caldwell. Say those names again. I'll say it. Shaw. David Shaw. Yep. Caldwell. Uh, yep. Evero. Yep. And uh, Morris, Raheem Morris. <sighs> wow. <laughs> well, 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 let's just say this. Yeah, go ahead. Sean Payton has not been taken off the table yet. Yeah, he just went on a seven-hour date yesterday. He did. He did. And there's there's been reporting that there's some level of human disconnect between him and a member of the ownership group. And that would have to be Greg Penner, if you believe this report from the Washington Post, that that there was a potential power struggle. But also the same reporter followed up saying he uh, Sean Payton had uh, great interactions with Condoleezza Rice. That must be, that leaves Greg Penner um, that might have had some level of human disconnect from Sean Payton. By the way, I had heard yesterday totally separate from this report from someone that I would believe would be in the know said that there was something off between the ownership group and Sean Payton in the interview. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. Um, is there some level of arrogance? Is there some of that mixed with the compensation and that's sort of the tiebreaker? Like all these other candidates you can just hire. You don't have to give your first-round pick. The Broncos team, the football team, is not in a position um, to give away the first-round pick. Now, you could argue that Peyton's worth it, and I, I probably would argue that, but there seems to be some level of disconnect. But it's not off the table yet. So you could you could circle back to Sean 
I just don't know where they go. If you hire one of those guys that you mentioned, what is it? Uh, um, Caldwell, uh, Evero, Morris, and Shaw. Any one of those four would be among the most lackluster hires. Doesn't mean they'd be the wrong hire, right? We thought Russell Wilson was going to work, and it's aged horribly. We, we thought Nathaniel Hackett could work, and it aged horribly. Yeah. So while those any of those four guys could be the um, improbable but right coach for the Broncos, it could. But from a, like a sizzle standpoint and what the expectation going into the search, it would be um, a really rough start for this new ownership. That, that might be a dose of reality that you need down there, right? Because we're talking about, and especially myself, we're talking about the Broncos making the selection when actually it's going to be the coach selecting the Broncos in this scenario. Yep, we're exactly. talking about them making that selection based on who they've been, based on the 60-year history of the, of the franchise, right? But they're not taking into account who they are, right? You might have to look into the mirror and say, yeah, maybe we are a Raheem Morris franchise right now. Mm. Maybe that's who we are. And maybe we need to take a step back and reset and say this is the reality of who we are, just like they did in Boulder. <laughs> we we, we got we to gotta find out who we are. We're, this is not the buffs of the 90s, right? We're not the Broncos of the late 90s. We're not the Broncos of the early 10s. This is who we are, and this is, and maybe that will be the road to redemption for the franchise. You know what, Kyle? I love the thought, and Kyle Reese filling in for Brandon Stokely today. I love the thought. Because, Get over yourself. Because I, I, yeah. I agree with how you're framing who the Broncos are currently are, but what we thought, what I thought, that made it different this year was this new ownership group and the extreme wealth that you'd be able to outkick your coverage of who you currently are yeah. because of what you'd be able to pay a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh, and that would sort of be a um, a gap closer mm-hmm. for your potential. Buy you some time to, to fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and you, you could swallow a lot for the right price, and you were hoping that would be the case for a Jim Harbaugh. Um, but even the money, you said money can't buy you love, even, even the money is not proving to be a great separator between the Broncos and anyone else. Yeah, what's a, a few billion between billionaires at, at this point? Um, I just got just I just need a second, Zach. <laughs> I just need a second. I mean, this because is because I'm a, I'm from here, man. Yeah, I'm from here. And there's a lot of pride in, and I'm sure there's a lot of disappointment that comes along with this. And and, and again, I, I believe in the franchise and, and the ownership that they want to restore these things. But of course, it's 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 not as easy as it looks. And there's going to take just some flat out good fortune, you know, in, in, in I'm talking like Brock Purdy fortune. <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of thing to to get this thing back on the rails. Well, here's what I'm thinking as you're just talking right now. I was just talking about um, if you're a potential coach, like a top-tier coach, a highly desired coach, you'd be able to swallow some of the negative attributes about who the Broncos currently are because of the money. I think the shoe is now on the other foot that this ownership group might have to swallow some of the stuff that they didn't like about Sean Payton in order to secure one of these top-tier coaches. And although there might have been a little bit of a human disconnect and maybe you didn't want to do full autonomy or whatever it was inside that meeting that we don't know, you might have to look past that in order to get out of this situation that you're currently in. But that's if the ball was in your court. Do you believe that the Broncos are actually have the control over that? I, I, I don't feel like they're in control of the ship. I feel like everyone that is na- is still in consideration can go in and dictate their terms. Even Raheem Morris, even if that was to come back onto the table. I don't know. And it sucks to think that that's the position that right, you're in. Right, 
But yeah, listen. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know how much. And there's no way of knowing. But I, I'm fairly. I'm fairly asking the question. But that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. How much is Russell Wilson? I mean, I know he's a part of why this job is not as desirable. But just how much? Like, just how much is a uh, is that a detractor? Like, even if everything was the same with the Broncos, but your quarterback position was unsettled, sure. are you more of a blank canvas like Houston with a good defense and a t- rich tradition where you could sort of use your imagination and forecast what it could be? Where in the current situation, it's not. You don't need a forecast. It's right. It's right in front of you. It's it, it's Russ and just how much of a bad thing that is for the Broncos. No doubt. And when, when you look at it, so the potential of picking a quarterback in the first round this year is more. Um, it, it, you'd you'd prefer that situation over having Russell Wilson? Yeah, and I, that would have sound crazy a year ago. Yeah, but Russ threw sixteen touchdowns total. Yeah, total. It, it, it's it's not crazy at all to to think in that regard. Uh, again, Bronco fans, man, we we're gonna have to have a, a therapy session. We're gonna have to go sit down somewhere and and figure out uh, what direction that this whole thing is going. And and it's hard to. Because now you're in the you're in, you're playing a little bit of the blame game. You're trying to figure out who's responsible for it and and to what degree. Um, when honestly none of that none of that matters because you're still going to wind up with a head coach at going in without a head coach going into the weekend. So yeah, well, Kyle, Kyle, hear me out. I had a conspiracy theory this past week when some bad news started to fall down on the Broncos. Well, that was good conspiracy theory. Get your, t- get your tinfoil. Okay. All right. Um, James repurposed the quotes on the air into an article on DenverSports.com, and this was my thought. And we came up with, like, organically talking this thing out with Stokely. Do you get married just for the sake of getting married? Like, there's this thought that the Broncos just have to hire a football coach. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to be coaching the team? you got to hire a coach, right? But if you're, you're if Jim Harbaugh said no, and Sean Payton, there's a disconnect, and Dan Quinn goes back to Dallas, and D'Amico chooses Houston over Denver, do you hire your fifth choice just because you have to? Or or do you bring in the longest interim head coach in the history of pro sports and have Jerry Rossberg coach your team for one season, much like you would bring in a quarterback that you don't have visions of grandeur that he's a franchise quarterback. You're just trying to get through a year. He's a stopgap. And that would prevent you from making a long-term commitment to someone you had no intention of committing to long-term. It's outside the box, I understand. But even with this latest news that Ryan's might be going to Houston, it might be a better option than going with plan F. Plan, you know, <laughs> yeah, no A, doubt. B, C, D, E. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. That's not bad, man. You you stay up late night watching YouTube, don't you? <laughs> That's pretty good. Andrew Mason, um, I, I have, before we get into the conspiracy, and I know you wrote about this too, um, having Jerry Rossberg be a long-term interim, I know those two words kind of conflict. But before we get into that conversation, which I think is more relevant than it even was yesterday, what do you make of this news that has come out from Ian Rappaport in the last half hour that D'Amico Ryans, who was reported yesterday to be floating at the top of the Bronco search, actually may be picking Houston. Well, in real estate, location is everything. And it's that way in football as well. And when I say location, 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 Houston is where D'Amico Ryan's wife is from. Now, it's not just where he played in the past. It's where his wife is from. So there's a lot of of, uh, family in-laws and stuff in the area, uh, which certainly helps out when you've got uh, some young kids at home like 
the Ryan's family has. Um, location in the AFC South, which it's still in the AFC, so you've still got you know the powerhouses at quarterback, and you've got an emerging uh, team in, team in QB and, and Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it's considerably more down market uh, getting to play the Titans and the Colts twice a year rather than in the AFC West where it's the Chiefs and Mahomes, the Chargers and Herbert, and possibly this year the Raiders and Tom Brady twice a, twice a year. So this is one of those things where the Texans just appear to be in a better neighborhood. And on top of all that, they've got the number two overall pick. Obviously, they won their way out of number one overall in week 18. But if they want to go up and get the number one pick, it wouldn't take much of a trade to do it to ensure uh, that they get the quarterback that they would want. And so it basically gives D'Amico Ryan a chance to start off with a very promising uh, quarterback prospect, the type of quarterback prospect who could potentially get uh, the, the team to an elite level. So honestly, guys, if I'm D'Amico Ryan's, the better overall situation is probably Houston. Better ownership, perhaps in Denver. But the better overall situation could be with the Houston Texans. Yeah, and I don't think you sound crazy at all saying that. When you lay everything on the table and do like a little T-chart of pros and cons like Kyle was talking Mm -hmm. about, um, it's just you don't sound crazy at all to me. And you know what you didn't say? You know what word you didn't use, Mace, in your explanation why Houston just might be a better uh, landing spot? Is expectations. This is the last team in the AFC South versus the last team in the AFC West, a five-win team versus a three-win team. But – Somehow, the next coach in Denver is actually expected to win. Now, not win the Super Bowl, but certainly higher expectations uh, than that of Houston. And I think that's um, relevant in this conversation, too. I think it's very relevant. I think you're exactly right. Because if you have, let's say the Broncos go 9-8 and eight this coming season, what's the reaction? Is it, it, It's not going to be joy for the first uh, winning season since 2016. It's going, it'll probably be one of those types of finishes that leads to more questions than answers because nine and eight probably means Russell Wilson just had an okay season, maybe not a great season. And oh, do you, do you, uh, still have him on the roster in 24, uh, or or do you, or do you let him go before that extra $37 million kicks? It's one of those things where it would lead to questions where, you know, nine and eight Houston, they're practically going to throw a parade for you. After what they've been through the last few years. And, oh, by the way, yep. if you do that with a rookie quarterback, be it Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, uh, it's nothing but optimism uh, for the for the future down there. I mean, this, it, taking off the orange and blue glasses, when you really look at these situations, like yes. you said, kind of side-by-side and yes. do the checklist, Houston is the better gig. Hey, hey Mace Kyle here. Um, how much does this Kyle? feel a little bit like last year when – You reflect on the coaches that the Broncos didn't interview, and then you look and say, okay, McDaniel made the playoff, O'Connell made the playoffs, Dable made the playoffs, and is there a guy out there that's possibly on the radar that they haven't interviewed that if they don't, we'll be looking up this time next year and saying, man, we did it again? Oh, I mean, there's the guy they have not interviewed, but uh, I think is really intriguing, and he has interviewed with some teams is uh, Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants, who was in Kansas City and revived Daniel Jones this past year. Um, of of the coaches that are kind of up and coming, he's one that I was surprised wasn't on the Broncos list, especially when 
job number one and the clearest path to getting this thing right is getting Russell Wilson right. That you know, for all we can talk about, oh, if you have a, a bad season, you go into the twenty twenty four draft, pick a quarterback. That's well and good, but the quickest way out of this is getting Russell Wilson back to at least a semblance of what he was in Seattle. And so I, I think you ought to be looking at uh, the, those types of coaches. It's why, uh, among those they've interviewed, if they have to go past D'Amico Ryan, it's why Jim Caldwell, he may not be a sexy hire, and he's not going to wow you with, di- with a dynamic uh, speech at the podium during a press conference, but he might be a surprisingly good fit because of his past work with quarterbacks. They've always gotten better with him. He's worked with different styles of quarterbacks. And, uh, and, and, I think Russ, and I think also Russell Wilson would be willing to do what Jim Caldwell tells him to do, in part because we know how Russell Wilson talks to Peyton Manning, and Peyton thinks the world of Jim Caldwell and what Caldwell did for him. Yeah, and you know who did interview him? The, the uh, Texans and the Colts. Right, so it just seems like the Broncos are shaking the wrong trees. Mace, Mace, let me let me ask you. You were just talking about Russ. Are we making this just a little bit too hard? Like, is is it really um, like the central detractor of the Broncos' job is you have Russell Wilson signed up for years to come for hundreds of million dollars, and he was went out and had a QBR of thirty seven this year. I mean, is and then you add in some of the dynamic of who he is and has been as you know a person to work with. Is he is he like on the list of things that are bad for the Broncos' job right now? If you're doing that pros and cons, like how high is he up on the cons list? Well, it depends on what, whether you believe he can get back all the way. Uh, the, I think just taking the personal side out of it and kind of focus and, and just focusing on the empirical stuff here with Russell Wilson, um, he's got obviously he has the huge cap numbers coming up in future years. So at that level, when you're talking about average annual value, getting to getting into that $45 million, uh, 45 to $50 million a year range, uh, you better be playing at an elite level to justify that. Otherwise it is a significant hindrance to overall team building. And then if you try to take the escape route out after this year, before the fifth day of the league year of 2024, when another $37 million comes guaranteed, if you take the escape route out and you go with a young quarterback, that's well and good. But the thing is, for two years, you're still carrying a lot of dead money, which basically means that if you've got, usually if you've got a young quarterback, the best thing you can do is spend money on other positions, save money with that cost-controlled quarterback, and succeed. It's kind of similar to what we're seeing uh, with Cincinnati right now. It's what Jacksonville is, is, is working on with Trevor Lawrence at this point. Effectively, you could have the young quarterback, but you would be still on the hook for a lot of dead money for Russell Wilson. So that affects how you could build a team and how much success you could have taking advantage of that cost control quarterback. So, like, when you've got, when you kind of just looking at the empirical parts of it, regardless of like the character and how much to, and, and, and whether you can work with Russell Wilson, even that appears daunting. Yeah, it, it, it does. Um, Wow, uh, not not a good day for the Broncos coaching search. I think that is unequivocal. Uh, you would really have to be the most uh, optimistic type of person to um, to feel good about this search today. Mace, we appreciate your time as always. We'll see what happens over the weekend. Certainly we will have more development, and we'll catch up again on Monday. 
Hey, no problem. And real quick, you're talking about Rosberg earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You probably, yeah. You probably can't make him an interim officially. I know that's sort of, uh, you know, that that's what people are talking about. But the reality is, if you had Jerry Rosberg as the head coach, if he was your fallback, he'd probably still be a permanent head coach on maybe a shorter contract, like a th- like a th- like a, a, two, a three or even a two year contract. But he wouldn't have the interim title. He'd be the He'd be the permanent head coach, but effectively he'd probably be coaching year to year. Yeah, and, and I totally agree. And really, I, I'm not not even worried about like the. Um, uh, I'm more worried about the spirit of it. You know what I mean? And yeah. not necessarily the official title. Uh, Mace, great stuff as always. Our senior uh, Broncos writer at DenverSports.com. We'll talk Monday, okay? All right, take care, fellas. Have a good one. All right, there he goes, Mace, on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Um, wow, wow. Yeah. You know, (laughs) some doozies, man. It is some doozies. It's another twist. We've come in here for about four or five days in a row, and there's just some curveball. And today it's D'Amico Ryans seems like is trending towards being the Houston Texans head coach less than 24 hours after it was being reported that he was floating to the top of the Broncos candidates. When we came on air, that wasn't the news of the day. The news of the day was Sean Payton trying to put cold water on, on some reports. Yes, yes. And in, what, an hour and a half here. It, it's a microcosm hour of what these last this, two weeks have been like. The last two weeks. It might be the last six months. Yeah. It's been wacky around here. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And, and somehow getting wackier. And now, now, Sean Payton's media friend is talking back into a microphone about the Denver Broncos. Hang tight. The latest from Colin Coward. Next. With Dan Quinn headed back to Dallas, another potential coaching candidate is off the board for the Broncos. Momentum seems to be building for D'Amico Ryans. Does that mean Sean Payton is out? Keep up on the latest with the Broncos coaching search at denversports.com. We buy any car. We buy any car. We buy any car. Any, 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 any. We buy any car. Any make, any model, any age, any price from 50 bucks to 100 grand. We buy any car. We buy any car. Any, 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 any. We buy any car. Sell your car the easy way. Go online and sell it today. We buy any car. Any, 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 any. Find out how much your car's worth at WeBuyAnyCar. Brandon Stokely from my friends at Revitalized Health, the revolutionary new health and hormone clinic for men and women. I'm so glad I picked up the phone a few years ago and reached out to my friends at Revitalized Health. I just knew I needed to start taking my health seriously again, and that's what I did. They put me on that plan that is specifically designed for me and no one else. That's what I love about Revitalized Health. Don't go out trying to get back in shape by yourself. You need a partner in this, and my friends at Revitalized Health will get you taken care of. In addition to testosterone treatments, Revitalized Health offers some Several other cutting-edge treatments, including peptide therapies, anti-aging treatments, medical weight loss options, just to name a few. And oh, by the way, they got a new location up in northern Colorado. So no matter where you're at, you too can get your health back. I guarantee it. You'll look and feel better than you have in years. I've got so much more energy. My workouts are better. I'm sleeping better. Do what I did and schedule that appointment today. Give them a call. 720-361-2302. That's 720-361-2302. Or you can find them online at hormonebros.com. 
when you do, make sure you tell them Stokely sent you. 2023, new year, new you with help from Fitness Gallery. We have the nation's lowest prices on the best equipment you can buy. Don't let bad weather stop you from reaching your fitness goals. That's where Fitness Gallery can help. We believe there's nothing more important than your health, which is why we carry Colorado's largest selection of quality exercise equipment. Work out on your schedule on the equipment you choose. Start when you want, finish when you want, whenever you want. No membership, no drive time, no germs from the safety and comfort of your own home. And spend more time with your family. Save on true treadmills up to $3,000 off. We have deals everywhere, and we have up to five years, 0% financing. We offer delivery, installation, and service. More time, more freedom, more fit. The perfect combination. Fitness Gallery, Colorado's premier fitness equipment superstore since 1997. Stop by one of our seven convenient locations from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins or go to fitnessgallery.com. We have you covered. The average home sold with Orchard sells within one month. And with Orchard's win-win program, you can win twice. Here's how. Win number one. Orchard can make you a solid guaranteed cash offer for your home. We're talking about a serious cash offer from Orchard. Not some home buying company trying to lowball you. But here's where it gets better for you. Orchard will handle the sale of your old home, including upgrades, listing, and showing. Here's win number two. When Orchard sells your old home for more than your cash offer, you keep the extra. You win again. That bears repeating. Orchard not only guarantees the sale of your home, but when it sells for more than they offered you, you keep the upside. Orchard's win-win program gives you the confidence you'll receive the maximum value for your old home without all the hassles of selling it. If you're curious what Orchard would pay for your home, get a no-cost, no-obligation offer at Orchard.com. Orchard.com. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk. I would sleep upright with more pillows. But that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill each morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn with Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. It's O-Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Shop in-store or online to earn points and get rewarded at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Do you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes? Good news. There's a new way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative. Call U.S. Tax Shield, A-plus rated with the BBB, 800-391-5063 for your free consultation and let U.S. Tax Shield protect you from the IRS. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. To Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. Sean Payton's good buddy, Colin Coward, is talking back into microphones about what Sean Payton. Well, I'm about to say maybe thinking, but I think he might be relaying what Sean Payton's thinking because they are hanging out like 
A long time, <laughs> apparently. Uh, this is uh, Colin Coward from earlier today. I had dinner with Sean, spent about four and a half, five hours with Sean. From the very beginning, the issues with Denver are not ownership. They're cap space. It's hard to win in this league if you don't have flexibility. And can he get Russell Wilson right? Because last year, Russell was very wrong. And those are concerns. Cap space, cap flexibility, and Russell Wilson. And I think he's rightly concerned with it. There's a disconnect. So many Seahawks took shots at Russell when he left Seattle. And that's not common. Um, when Tom left New England, people weren't taking shots at him. That's not common. Generally, the quarterback, you know, is fairly well-liked. So Russell had guys bad-mouthing him, and then you heard about the disconnect, his own chiropractor, his own this, his own that, his own office. So there's a real connection problem. And to prove this, if Russell Wilson came off a really solid year, 26 touchdowns, 7 picks, passer rating of 94, a solid year, not a great year, not as good as he was in Seattle, Sean Payton would be the coach tomorrow. He would deal with the lack of cap flexibility because he would have a good quarterback, a great defense. You can always get picks you can figure out ways to get picks you move a player to that you'll always get and they're only going to deal with one more year of draft pick hell okay there's a lot there uh there's there, there's certainly a lot there um draft pick hell that's pretty good that's a good way to describe it yeah it is no doubt um wow okay a lot of what first a, a lot of what colin just laid out are just like Facts about where the Broncos stand. Pretty easy conclusions to draw. Yeah, you don't yeah. have cap flexibility. You don't have draft picks. That's not ideal. Could you swallow some of that if Russell Wilson was still playing at a really high level? I mean, Russell's last season in Seattle was 25 touchdowns to six interceptions. That would represent the best quarterback play the Broncos have had in six, seven years, and that was the worst of his seasons. And he missed how many games that year? Uh, two. Two. So... Um, and then it falls to such a degree where, you know, your QBR is a 37 that ranks 27th in the league and dead last in scoring and all this stuff. So, like, a lot of that is just um, is just facts, right? But I find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that Colin would spend four or five hours with Sean Payton and then come back on the air, talk about just the natural facts, but also add that other layer of lack of connectivity for Russell Wilson, the person and be including all these other examples and really make that a central theme of why the job isn't good because Russ hasn't played very good, but also there's like this other layer of stuff with Russ. And the fact that Colin spent as much time with it as he did on the air, I would have to believe in the four or five hours that he spent with Sean Payton, that stuff came up. It's coming from somewhere, no doubt about it. And and look, Sean Payton's been in the NFL long enough to know that this is a marriage Right. Yep. This is yep. this this is not a casual thing we're getting ready to get into, and this is probably going to be the next eight years of my life if it goes if we're ha- to have any success. So the personality of the person that I'm getting ready to marry, you know, this is not coming to America. You're not going just we're not going to just jump up and down on one foot. When I right. say, right. you know, what I mean, this right. is this is something we've got to we've got to think together. We've got to work through problems, and there there needs to be some continuity there. So I, I think you hit the nail on the head. How could those things not come up? This is more Colin Coward from earlier today. Denver's weird because it's potentially the best job if you can get Russell Wilson right with that defense. And it's also potentially the worst of all of them because then you're trapped paying your quarterback 55 million bucks. Your own line's bad. You can't go buy that. Got Mahomes twice a year, Herbert twice a year. And who knows if Brady shows up to the Raiders, you could have the fourth best quarterback. I don't care how good a coach is. You can't win the division regularly with the fourth best quarterback. As it is right now, they have the third best quarterback. 
with no chance to surpass Herbert or Mahomes. So I would pass on the job for that reason. I think if you even get Russell Wilson right, he's not as good as Mahomes or Herbert. So at best, you're going to have the third best quarterback in a division. And that's if you get it right. And there's no guarantee you're going to get it right. I said that in August and I got roasted. I'm just, I'm just going to I'm not bitter. Say so, what, 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 what part? That you probably have the third or fourth best quarterback in the division. And it turned out to be, and it turned out to be the fourth. Because <laughs> no because doubt. because Derek Carr got benched. If Russell Wilson was in the same position as Derek Carr was, he would have got benched. Might have happened two weeks earlier. I mean, think about it. Derek Carr almost threw ten more touchdowns than Russell Wilson. Shoot, we had Justin Fields who can barely throw a ball throw more touchdowns than Russell Wilson this year. Yeah. So it's um again, when Colin says this stuff, you can get mad at Colin, but I, I don't really if I was in court and there was like a mediator or a judge would I win the argument over what Collins laying out? I think I'm. I think I'd be on the losing side of it. That's the problem when there's emotion attached to it, right? And, and frustration and angst and and build up and and, and expectations and, and when people fall short of those, absolutely, it's it, there's going to be a little bit of fire that comes along with it. So, um, but when someone who's neutral and national says those things, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's just me and you, you know, we're the problem. It, it, well, it, it's it's tough. It's tough to hear because I I don't want yeah. this to be true, Kyle. True hurts. True like, hurts. It, but it, it does, and it's. Just the truth. Yeah. Here's one more cut from Colin. There are no perfect owners. If you're winning, they're all pretty good. If you're losing, they're on your butt and they're a pain. That's not the issue I've been told. Spent five hours with him. The two issues are very clear and they're obvious. Cap flexibility is a problem. Everybody in the league knows it. And can I get Russell right? The reason I wouldn't take the job, again, because if you get Russell right, he's still not Mahomes or Herbert. So at best, you got the third best quarterback in the league. So the the idea that it was the an ownership disconnect, which was reported by the Washington Post yesterday morning, Colin, after sitting down with Sean Payton for four or five hours, who goes to dinner with four or five hours with someone else? I mean, that is a long time to be going to. Like, if you me, you and I hung out for four or five hours. That's six courses at least. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, take and, your time. And, and twice as many drinks, I can tell you. <laughs> um, this is, um, man, this is the intersection of a lot of bad things for Denver. Um, the cat, the cat flexibility is irrefutable. Uh, the poor play from Russell's irrefutable. Um, the lack of draft capital is irrefutable, and it would be even less with Sean Payton in the mix. A lot of this stuff, it's just like facing the music, and the Broncos need to find a way, man, to to get through this because they are they are down and they are down bad. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's, and it's tough because you, you know you're dealing with a really savvy person. In, in Peyton, right? He, he knows the winning formula in the NFL. And when you look at it, the Broncos aren't designed to do that or and it doesn't look like they're designed to do that for the foreseeable future. The real deal is to get your rookie quarterback to outplay his contract, right? And to build around him. Um, that was mentioned by Mace. You know what I mean? And and that's what happened with Russell Wilson in Seattle, right? He outplayed where he was drafted and they had so many other dudes around him that they were just kind of, they were playing with house money the whole time, right, until he got paid, and then that was the demise of the Seattle Seahawks. So he knows the formula, and it doesn't look like you're in line to get in that ball game anytime soon. Well, how about this? This is the, just to throw this on. And, and, and there's, there's multiple ways to skin a cat because you want, you want to draft a quarterback that you play on that rookie deal who you eventually have to pay because he's so freaking good at his job. But look at the four teams left in the... NFL playoffs, I, I, the Eagles, number one seed on the rookie contract, yep. San Francisco, quarterback on the rookie contract, Cincinnati, quarterback on the rookie contract. So it's not what you're saying is not crazy. Now, it's not 
you, you can't stay that way forever, and you want that guy to play well to get to a point where you pay him. But there's also something to be said for what you're talking about here. So uh, Kyle Reese filling in for Brandon Stokely today. We're going to continue to uh, break this down. And we have, I believe, um, in essence, what is kind of a, a response to the reporting that's happening coming out of Houston from one of our guys here in Denver. Hang tight. We'll pass it along next. Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. So news is flying around fast and furiously. Just to reset, just to reset, that the big piece of news here today is that D'Amico Ryans looks like he's close to telling the Broncos no and telling the Houston Texans yes. That's really the, the, the big piece of news because what does that mean for Denver? Once you talk through it, unless... You can get Sean Payton and the Broncos back on the same page. And that is certainly the momentum for that has completely died. You're talking about hiring your, maybe your fifth option in this coaching search. Jim Harbaugh goes back to Ann Arbor. Sean Payton, there's some level of disconnect. Dan Quinn goes back to Dallas. If D'Amico Ryan tells you no and goes to Houston, you're looking at hiring Jim Caldwell. You're looking at hiring David Shaw. David Shaw. You're looking at hiring uh, Raheem uh, Morris. There's one more. Um, uh, I forget. I can get to it quick. But this is but this is like where we're at. Like I'm forgetting like who like the last name ever. Oh yeah, Idro ever right. So so not a good day for the Broncos coaching search. But we're getting some. Well, I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe a little bit of PR. Maybe mixed with a little bit of truth. It's Mike Kliss. Uh, tweeting here, as Nine News reported yesterday, D'Amico Ryan's a top candidate for Broncos is also coveted by Texans. Broncos do have other top, and then in parentheses, seven candidates they've interviewed and they've kept in touch with. Expect Broncos to not limit their focus solely on Ryan's as process continues. End quote. I hate it when that happens. When, when when you get like kind of those one of those arbitrary numbers that's thrown out like seven like well okay you 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 still have seven guys in the run and like if I asked you who's who's your favorite rapper and you say oh Little Wayne he's in my top nine well that means Little Wayne is number nine right you just did it's so you're 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 spot on, on. you you are spot on here Kyle and Kyle Reese filling in for Stoke today yesterday the report was D'Amico Ryan's was the top candidate and now Mike is putting every single other candidate back on the same playing field as Ryan. And we know is, better than that. Of course we do, because it's reported that Ryan's about to tell you no. Right. So so if we stick on that Ryan's as a top candidate, it only highlights the fact that he told you no, and another one of your uh, aim is off the mark. So um, think about if you got the fourth car that you wanted. How are you going you gonna to be excited about that? You gonna go pick up your friends in that? Are 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 you t- taking the family for a trip in that? No, you are gonna go park it in the driveway and go back to work is what you're gonna do. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, you know, Mike is obviously very connected with the team, works for the team partner, um, 
I, you know, he's, um, you know, just sort of playing the game here a little bit. I'm not down on down on Mike at all. Um, but this is kind of um, some PR spin that, hey, Broncos do have these other top candidates. They've kept in touch with them. Yeah, you, you can hire these other guys, but that's not at all who he intended on hiring at the start. So, and then Ian Rappaport, get to this one here. <laughs> Rap sheet says, <clears throat> with the Texans eyeing D'Amico Ryans and his desire to interview with Houston next week, that may not be uh, that may not align with Broncos' timeline, despite Denver thinking highly of Ryan's. General Manager George Payton and CEO Greg Penner have continued conversations with other candidates throughout this process. So, kind of like a different version of of sort of Mike's tweet that, like, hey, yeah, there's other candidates. We know that. Yeah, we know that. Um, and then, and then, what 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 Rap Sheet says at the start here that uh, that. D'Amico Ryan's desire to interview with Houston next week, that may not align with the Broncos' timeline. I, what, 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 is, what is the timeline? Um, why? Help me out here. It, that, that, You're behind on it already. This, there, there's no way that this was the plan, Zach. No, right? no, so no, no way. So if talking about a timeline, that means somebody sat down and said, okay, this is when we would like to have this done. This is when we're interviewing such and such. And, and, and there was a schedule, right? There's no way that you're going to tell me that the Broncos are on schedule for getting the next leader of their franchise for the next eight to ten years. No way. You're not going to tell me that. Wow. Where do the Broncos turn from here? If D'Amico Ryans... Says I'm going to Houston. Can this new ownership group really still only work with the candidates that they had initially set out for, or is there some sort of rabbit up their sleeve, Kyle? Yeah, I, I, I would say there has to be. And, and if D'Amico Ryan's was in your consideration, that means one, a first year or, or first time head coach was on the table. All right, we already know that is the case. So now that you are down to who you are down to, and we've listed those guys a few times already, you've got to bring a couple couple more guys into the fold. There are two guys. I think Brian Callahan, um, offensive coordinator of Cincinnati, needs to be in the conversation. And he's been interviewed by some of your competitors that are in this market as well. As well as, and, by the way, uh, last year. He got a Broncos interview last year. There so there's go. some level of familiarity, to your point. You thought enough of him, or at least Peyton thought enough of him last year. And then Shane Steichen. Uh, uh, he is the offensive coordinator out there at Philadelphia. And you've seen um, Jalen Hurts came into this year a unknown, right? Everybody thought the success or the decline of that franchise was going to depend on his play, yep. right? Look what they're getting out of him. So how do you not talk to that guy and still make a decision? I really like that. These two guys. I really like you that. I do it. That if you are willing to go the non-experienced the first, go. Uh, head coach and you're going to go with a first-time head coach, well, this is what I can tell you. Shane Steichen, let's just stick with him for a second, uh, OC in Philly. He's been coaching a lot longer than D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans just started coaching in 2017. Yeah. As, and, and that was quality control. So you're sort of doing whatever you need to do to get your foot in the door, you know, some grunt work type stuff. And then he begins really in a coaching role in 2018. He's been a coordinator for just two seasons. Shane Steichen, um, he's been the offensive coordinator uh, for the last two seasons in Philly, but he was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers before that. Uh, and then the season before that, he was the interim offensive coordinator because they fired the previous guy. He's been coaching uh, at some level for uh, over a decade now. So That's a lot of run for a guy that's 37 years old. Yeah, he started. He started. I mean, he started young, man. He started young. So 
if you if if the door is open for uh, someone like D'Amico Ryan's with his limited experience, um, maybe you do. Maybe you do uh, revisit and add a a Shane Steichen or um, uh, you said Brian Callahan, the offensive right. coordinator for the Bengals. Or uh, yeah, oh, for the Bengals. Who started here, by the way. Right, he was he was in the Broncos franchise in 2010, so it, it would make sense to me that they start to kind of kick the tires on those guys, and, and then also, you know, the the ever present dark cloud is the Wilson factor because now those guys had to figure out a plan of how they would make that relationship work, and up to this point, no one no one has or or one hasn't come along that's been enticing enough, so um, that's. That's the X factor in this whole thing. And I don't know that D'Amico Ryan's would have been able to provide that solution for you either. So it's kind of like, it, it, it just, it comp, it's complicated. It, it, it is it, complicated. No, it, it, it is very complicated, Kyle. And, you know, here, here's another factor that we, we haven't talked about. It got out in the press that Russell Wilson was advocating for Sean Payton. If you're now one of these other uh, uh, coaching candidates, do you really want to go work for a personality that a lot of people are down on? And that was already advocating for another human being that's not you. Yeah. That, that, that can't help. I'm not saying it's going to be like some determining factor, but that can't help. Right. Uh, I talked about this with Matt the other day. Is that the guy? And by all accounts, it was initiated by Wilson, by Russell Wilson. So I want to be mindful of that. But is that the guy you want out front? Is that the guy you're going to sit in the close the deal? Russ? Yeah. No. So. No. No, fall back for a hot second, Russell. Yeah, and that's what I was hoping that he would just do. But then when you, it comes out that, you know, Russell reached out to Sean and wants to, like, I just, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. If, if Peyton ended up being the guy, then you could say there's some level of human connectivity between the two. But if he's out, I just don't think that helps in any other, um, any other candidate's favor. Um, wow. Okay. Where do the Broncos go from here? And if they were to hire a candidate from this remaining pool, if D'Amico Ryans says, I'm going to Houston, who would it be? That's next.